Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. There ain't nothing like God's house. Come on. Only thing better than God's house is God Almighty. That's right. Amen. Amen. I, I was picking Sister Max Wayne and trying to get my that little gift card they was giving away to them women. <laughs> well, there's something wrong with this thing. They would not give it to me, Brother Boone. <laughs> We can have Christmas parties at our work, and I get a Christmas bonus every year, which is a fair Christmas bonus, I think. <clears throat> but guess who gets it every year? <laughs> they say, come by the table, we got you something at the end of it, and we go walking by, and they hand it to my wife. They don't even hand it to me. So there's something about this money. I call her Judas. She totes the bag. <laughs> Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I want to try to hurry on into the word of the Lord. I, I understand that we're still trying to go on the internet. And this was something that was planned before this virus broke out. It wasn't just for church services. So don't feel left out if you didn't have it. But it's to, to try to get the word out, to reach people, to help people. Anywhere and everywhere, all over the world. I believe Brother Arnold told me this morning somebody had contacted us from Kenya. Yes. That had heard this from Kenya. So my, uh, if we can help somebody in Kenya go to heaven, we want to do it, Brother Boone. I mean, it ain't about just this local church, which we want this local church to thrive and be blessed. But we want people, souls to be saved. Amen. So if you want to, we'll go to the word of the Lord, 1 Peter, amen, 1 Peter 3 and 12, amen. Amen. I'm going to try to conserve time because I understand we have just a certain amount of time on this internet deal, so we want it to all work out. If it breaks loose after that, fine. And we're not going to just, amen, try to conduct church for that reason. But anyhow, we want to make it work if we can. First Peter 3 and 12. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. And, you know, God's word has always been, if you, he does. You know, a lot of times, if we're not careful, we preach it to where you get the blessings, but you don't have to do nothing. God's just going to bless you. But the word of the Lord really don't work that way. It's, if you do, he does. If you don't, it stops the power of God in your life, and the blessing of God in your life. Amen. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Amen. And to be righteous means it is the character of an innocent, holy, and just person. That does not mean that they are, it never said perfect. It didn't never mean a person <clears throat> that never made a mistake or made a bad decision. Amen. But a person that is righteous, you can tell some people, uh, I've heard people talking about uh, how some people are just good people. They say you're just good people. Well, it takes a little bit more than being a good person to be saved. But, amen, have you ever noticed that some people, they just going to do the right thing? Amen. Amen. If, if somebody is sitting in a seat and they get up and leave and they walk by and there's $500 laying in the seat where they were sitting. Amen. A righteous person is just going to reach and get that $500 and say, I know who this belongs to. They're not going to do like I have heard people say before. Well, the Lord blessed me today. No, the Lord didn't. He might have been trying you today. Amen. But he wasn't blessing you. But a righteous person, amen, uh, I tell him at work. Amen. The, the, the uh, subjects come up before about people taking things. 
taking what the company's got and this kind of stuff. And I've told the bosses, the manager and the superintendent, I've told them before. I said, well, I'll be honest with you. I said, if I need a tube of grease and it saves me from having to go to the other side of town today to get it, I take a tube of grease. Brother Hall, I can't believe you would take a tube of grease from your place of work. But I tell them. I said, if I do, I said, somewhere, I repay that. I said, I either pay for something that I was supposed to get for Challenger Deep Well, a seal, a whatever, to try to replace that same value. It's not like I'm taking it. Amen. I don't know about you, but my heart will not let me. Amen. Take that that's not mine. Amen. From somebody else. A man told me, just, or was ta actually talking to the young men was with us yesterday, which is Mr. Clint McMurray. Amen. <laughs> and he said, you know, I, one of the turning points in my life, he said, was at that age when used to, I don't know if they still do it, but young boys, I've been in the car with them before doing it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I always had more fear than that. And they go off down through the, a lot of time they feel like the rich neighborhoods and go to beating people's mailbox off the post. Boom, bop, boom. Well, somebody has to pay for that. But their conscience could allow them to destroy something somebody else had without even worrying about it. But he said, we done that one night. He said, we went through and we knocked some mailboxes off. And he said, somebody saw us. We got caught. He told me the man that caught him, I know him. <laughs> said the next day that the law pulled up at their house. I believe it was a constable and a deputy sheriff. And said, we need to speak with Mr. McMurray. He said, well, he's inside. Which was his daddy he was talking about. So they go in and he sees them talking and pointing and doing. And his daddy told him, he said, uh, you need to talk to him. So they come back out and they tell him about what had happened. Amen. And there he was caught red-handed. He said he had saved $800. That year to go, I believe it was to Destin, Florida, or wherever it was, he was going to have a vacation. Just a young, he said a young teenager, 14, 15 years old. He said, but guess how much it costed me to fix mailboxes? He said, $800. He said, but it was a turning point in my life. It made me realize, I mean, you have to pay for the decisions that you make in life. Amen. But what I'm saying is a righteous man, once he turns his heart to God, I'm not saying you never do anything that's unrighteous, but when you realize I've done wrong, you repent of it. Amen. You don't go on in that sin or just let it linger. Amen. But the Bible said that a righteous man, and the, and the Bible gives us an instance in the book of Jonah. <laughs> Amen. And I've never really looked at it to this sense before. But the Bible said that God spoken to Jonah. And he told him to go to Nineveh. Everybody here mostly probably knows the story. You know, I could just go to the end and it'd be over. But the Bible said he said go to Nineveh, that great city. Amen. And preaching to them, yet forty days in Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the Bible said that God spoke to Jonah, a righteous man. He was a righteous man, Brother Boone. God wouldn't have spoke to him to go do this job. But the Bible said that Jonah decided it was best in his interest not to go to Nineveh. Amen. Now, I've heard different stories about why Jonah wouldn't go. I'll show you a little bit later one of the main reasons he didn't go. It could have been because they skint their captives. It could have been because they was bad people. It could have been part of it. But it answers the question in the Scripture. Amen. But the Bible said that Jonah decided, well, you know, 
I think I'm going to do what God said don't do. I'm going the other way. I'm not going to Nineveh. So the Bible said that Jonah went down to Joppa and he bought him a ticket to on a boat going down. <laughs> he just keeps going. You can find it. He just keeps going down. When you decide that you won't do what God said do, you become unrighteous. Amen. Because you're in disobedience to the Word of God and His Spirit. Amen. And all it said when you get in disobedience, if you'll notice, you start going down, down, down. Amen. And the Bible said that there was a great storm arose. You know how the story goes. Everybody thought it was going to die. They find Jonah in the, bo the, the bottom of the boat and wake him up. And Jonah says, it's me. Throw me overboard. I'm just hurrying through it. I'm the problem. So they throw him overboard. Amen. But what I, the point I'm making is, even though you're a righteous person today, before this day is over, you can become unrighteous. Amen. And it will stop the contact you have with God. A lot of times the blessings, He don't do it all the time instantly. He gives people time to repent. Time to get back righteous with Him. Amen. And when He sees they won't, then He has to bring judgment upon them to keep from them being judged at the end of the world, Brother Covet. Amen. I'd a whole lot rather get judged in this world, amen, than to walk up on judgment day and be judged by an almighty righteous God. But the Bible said that there, God had prepared a great fish. One other place it said a whale. People said a whale can't swallow a man. When God prepares a great fish, he can swallow a man if he's a whale. Amen. And he goes down in the fish's belly and he's still going down. He's just still going down. Amen. He goes down into the fish's belly and the fish goes down into the bottom of the ocean and he settles down for a nap. <laughs> you ever eat something that probably you really shouldn't eat and right after you get through it you go, oh, I, need a, I need a hammock. I need to take a nap. I need a recliner. Well, probably... Amen. He turned the whale's belly. <laughs> Amen. A, a disobedient prophet. But the Bible said that he got down in his distress at the lowest point where most people might, and they are people, when they get to that point, they say, I'm just going to end my life. That don't end it. Amen. That just gets you in that long home that you never get out of in an undone condition forever. But the Bible said he prayed unto the Lord and he repented unto the Lord and the Lord heard his prayer. And when he did, God caused that old fish to get feeling better. He said, I think I'll take me a swim, you know. He, he got, and then all of a sudden he gets sick at his stomach. He runs up on the land and uh, he vomits out a righteous prophet. So a righteous man can come out of a bad situation, amen, when he's in obedience. And the Bible said that he goes into Nineveh. And I believe Brother Livingston might have been preaching about Nineveh here a few nights ago. Amen. But he didn't stop at the edge of Nineveh. He decided the best thing to do is to be in obedience to the word of the Lord. So he goes, the Bible says, a day's journey into the city. Amen. I'm going to answer that question here a little bit. Just hold on. I know some of you probably, my wife does. What is the question that it answers? She's like, you don't ever finish your story. I'm going to finish it today by the help of the Lord. But the Bible said that he began to say, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Here's this crazy preacher out on the streets preaching. But he was so anointed because of his repentance and his righteousness with God. Amen. That God had heard his prayer. The Bible said he hears the prayer of the righteous. Amen. And God delivered him up. Well, I'm telling you, if I'd gotten myself in that predicament, amen, and that fish throwed me up, I would be doing what Jonah said. I would be in the middle of Nineveh, amen, saying, yet 40 days, and this place is going to be destroyed. <clears throat> but Jonah really still didn't want to do it. But he figured, I better do right even though I don't want to. This flesh sometimes don't want to do what God's Word says. 
Amen. We have to make it be an obedience, even though we really not want to do what the Spirit says. Amen. But the Bible said that people begin to, no doubt, talk. Amen. And because the, the Bible said the king got word. The king wasn't on the streets. The Bible said the king got word, and he proclaimed a fast and prayer and repentance. This was an unrighteous city. I believe Brother Arnold brought out a few nights ago how that Nineveh skint captives. They were robbers. They were unrighteous. And I believe all that. Amen. And the Bible said they repented of their sins. They turned. Said maybe God will repent and he'll forgive us. Just maybe. Amen. And the Bible said that God did. He said he repented of that that he was going to bring upon them. You know why? Amen. They become righteous. They repented of their evil. They repented, Brother Ralph Ward, of the wrong they had done. They turned their heart from sin unto the things of God and that would please God. And the Bible said that God repented himself of what he was going to bring upon Nineveh and the answer. Why Jonah didn't want to go. Pride that we all struggle with. No matter how poor you are, pride about something to get in your heart. Pride is one of the worst things that can destroy a Christian and a Christian life. When God said, okay, Jonah, I'm not going to destroy them, they repented. The answer. Jonah said, God, I knew it. I knew before I left where I was at coming down here that when I prophesied against them and they, if they repented that you was going to forgive them and I was going to be a liar. His pride, amen, was what didn't let Jonah want to go to Nineveh. I don't believe it was because they were skinning people. I don't believe it was because they were so wicked of people. God's always had men of God that stepped into them places. But somehow pride had got in Jonah's heart. And he said, I know if I go down there and I say God's going to destroy them. And they repent, God's going to not do it. And then it's going to make me a liar. I'm going to be a false prophet. Amen. But the Bible said that God... Here's the prayers of the righteous. His eyes are over them. Amen. And even though a righteous man, amen, that God spoke to, he allowed Satan to put pride in his heart. Amen. To turn his righteousness into unrighteousness that God had to judge before he could use him anymore. Amen. But he caused a very unrighteous city that was wicked, that God was going to destroy it was so wicked. Amen. They repented and become unrighteous. And Brother Covet, God heard their prayer. Amen. And I guess a little title for this night today. Amen. There is power in prayer. Amen. There is power in prayer. Amen. But first I gave you, I wanted to give you, you know, I don't want nobody to be deceived. I don't want to preach something, Brother James, and make you think God's going to do something for you and not tell you all the story. Brother Rabbi, it's easy to just say, oh, God's going to bless, God's going to give, God's going to do, God's going to do. And He will. His Word said He will. But he said the righteous, he's going to hear the prayers of the righteous. Amen. Let me go on. I won't take too much time. I'm going to watch that clock and try to get through by the time this supposedly be over. Amen. <clears throat> the Bible said in 1 Peter 5, 16, the effectual, 
fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He said, Elias was a man subject to like passion as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Amen. Now, I know that Elijah was a prophet. I understand that. But the Bible also said he was a man Just like me, got hot with a coat on. Amen. When he hit his finger with a nail, when he hit the wrong ha uh, nail with the hammer, <laughs> it hurt. If he let his knife slip, it cut his finger just like it did me. Amen. He had the same problems in life just like I did. But the Bible said that he was... A man that God would hear his prayer. So that meant he was a righteous man. He done the right thing. Amen. And the Bible said he prayed and it, it just quit raining. Just boop. Boy, it's nice when you pray them prayers, brother. Arm. When you can just say, Lord, I need you to do so and so. And man, it just happens. It's nice when that happens. And the Bible said it quit raining and God took care of him. You know the story how he went down the brook. God fed him with ravens. And then when the brook dried up, he went down to a widow woman's house. He really said showing himself strong. God's going to send him to a widow woman with enough flour for one more cake for her and her son. But she's going to take care of the man of God. <laughs> but the Bible said God hears the prayer of the righteous. Amen. She feeds him at the end of the famine. Amen. Famine's over. Our time for it to be over. It wasn't over yet. God speaks to Elijah. And he lets him know. He said, tell Ahab. Amen. There had been a, sh a showdown. He said, tell Ahab to get down out of this mountain. He said, to eat and drink and get out of here. He said, for I can hear the abundance of the sound of rain. Now God gave Elijah a promise, a righteous man. Brother Covet, why would Elijah go to the top of the mountain, everybody else is getting gone, and stick his head between his legs, kneel down and pray? This black book is full of God's promises, what he'll do. Amen. And so many times, that's what we do. We just, well, God promised it. You know, I ain't got to pray about it. I ain't got to worry about it. It's just going to happen. God done promised it. It don't work that way. The Bible said that God hears the prayers of the righteous. Amen. There's power in prayer. Amen. If we do it right. And the Bible said that Elijah went up there and he began to pray. And this is the point I'm wanting to make. He prayed one prayer. It quit raining. Three and a half years. Amen. Judgment come upon the world. Amen. Talked to an older guy yesterday. We was down hip and roof house. and He said, uh, he kind of made a point. He said, about this bass. I said, yeah. I said, somebody... Said, whoever needs to go to Nineveh need to go. You know, all these tornadoes, COVID, all this stuff that's been coming upon everything. Amen. I said, and I told him, because I know he didn't go to church. I told him, I said, you know, it might be that God's trying to get people to repent. He said, yeah, you know, he's about probably close to 80. He said, yeah, you know, he said, I, I, I think whenever this gets settled down, I'm going to start going to church. Amen. Amen. Sometime judgment comes to get people to turn righteous. Amen. But Elijah, there he was, praying. He had prayed one time to get it to stop. Amen. And the Bible said he began to pray, and he told his servant, he said, go look toward the ocean and see what you see. 
And the Bible said that the servant went and he came again to Elijah. And Elijah said, well, what's there? He said, nothing. Amen. How many times have you prayed, amen, and you went and looked for what God was going to do and nothing wasn't there? I'm still praying for some things that hadn't came yet, but I'm still praying for them. Amen. I hadn't give up on the power. Amen. The miraculous working of the power of God. His word is still as true today as it was in the days of Elisha. Amen. Sometimes I just got to keep praying. Amen. Elijah gets back down and goes to praying. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Elijah wasn't on carpet. I don't believe that Elijah had a nice, fluffy pillow. I got bad knees. I know how it feels to kneel down on hard stuff. Amen. It feels good to have a pillow on you. <laughs> and Elijah walked most everywhere he went. So I'm sure he had bad knees too, Brother Ralph. But the Bible said he bowed down again on them, them old knees. And he began to pray again. And he told his servant, he said, go and look. And see what's coming. No doubt Elisha. Elijah probably in his mind was when he goes and looks. He's going to see storm clouds coming. Some rain on its way. But the servant come again. And Elijah looked up. And he said well, what, what's coming? Now have you ever worked for somebody. And they ask you a question. And you know what they want for an answer. But you have to tell them the opposite. I mean, I've, I know how that feels. I know how it feels to get caught between two bosses. <laughs> Amen. But that little old servant probably, Brother Arnold, was feeling kind of reluctant. He said, Master, there's nothing but a blue sky. Praise the Lord for the blue sky. <laughs> Amen. He said, give God thanks in all things. And he knelt down and he began to pray again. A righteous man. A man that had done right, had gave his life to God. Amen. And he's still praying. And the Bible said he done this seven times. And he told him, he said, go look again. <laughs> they say seven's God's perfect number, ain't it? I don't know if that's why it happened or not. But anyhow, it did. On the seventh time, the Bible said, when he came again. And Elijah asked him, he said, I see a cloud like a man's hand. Amen. I'm telling you, if you're doing your very best for God. Amen. If you're putting your trust in him and saying, God, you know what's best in my life. Amen. And you seeking God, amen, for that that's right that he's done promised. Amen. If you won't give up on the power that's in prayer, amen, God will answer that prayer. Amen. And he'll bring it to pass. The Bible said that it began to thunder. Amen. It began to pour down rain and the earth gave fruit again. I'm telling you, it don't matter what comes against us. We can pray. Amen. And God will send rain. Amen. And fruit to the earth again in your life. Amen. Amen. But the devil, the devil wants to stop that. He wants to stop your confidence. That you can get a prayer through. He don't want you. I am flesh. I'm just like Elijah. I'm just like him. I'm flesh. And when I seek the Lord for something. And it don't come today. I say well. Lord I believe it's going to come tomorrow. That's it. Amen. And tomorrow it don't come. And I can say well Lord. I still believe you can do it. Amen. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. It gets to maybe tomorrow. And then the next day it don't come and I say, well, Lord, I know all things are possible to you and your word is true. But am I doing right? Am I living good enough? 
you go to, it just gets worse and worse questioning why I'm not receiving the promise of God in my life that I'm asking. When I know that I'm trying my best to serve the Lord and do what's right and be obedient to His Word. Amen. But the devil will put little thoughts in our mind. Amen. And we'll get less and less faith. It's just this human nature that's fighting against us. Amen. But the Bible said, Amen, that there was a great rain. Amen. Amen. And the earth gave forth its fruit. Amen. This is Mother's Day. And I forgot to tell her ladies happy mother's day all you ladies i intended on doing that when i got up here i'm not perfect amen somebody once said you think this is easy get up here and try it <laughs> amen. amen we human still amen but i'd like to bring out a few little instances right here the power of prayer of women I never want the ladies to think that it's all about men, that we're the one that's got, you know, all the power. We're the one. We got our place, and the ladies has got their place. And when that gets out of balance, it mess, I'm going to get into this, it messes our prayer up. I'm sorry, all I know to do is preach the word of the Lord. We've got to go by this book to be righteous to where our prayers can be answered. Amen. But the Bible said in Luke 18 and 1, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. That means to keep praying. Always to pray. That don't mean every minute of the day. It meant keep praying. Amen. And not to faint or not to give up. And the Bible said that in this city, in this parable, that there was a judge he was an unjust judge. He, he feared, the Bible said, he didn't fear God. He didn't regard man. You ever seen people like that? When they get in power, it's like you just down here and they all authority. And I'm, no doubt he was kind of that way probably when he come in. Uh, he come in probably with his head high and haughty, amen, to his judgment seat. And the Bible said that this woman coming to him and sought for him <clears throat> to fill a need she had to make a judgment a ruling for her because amen her adversary the bible said it didn't say what it was it was just a situation in her life it could have been somebody was trying to take her home wrong wrongfully she was a widow and the bible said when she came and she brought her petition to him he would not Amen. He wouldn't do what she asked him to do. And he had the power to do it. Amen. No doubt this would have been an instance of a righteous woman. A praying woman. A woman that sought after God and the things were right in God. Because the Bible gave it as an example to us. Amen. And the next day, no doubt, she showed up at the judge's office again at the court. You know, you ever seen people just can't get enough? They just, come on. Don't you understand? And they just show up tomorrow like you didn't ever tell them nothing. You know, hey, we ain't got no jobs. Amen. You ever had seen that happen? This guy, he needs a job. This guy really needs a job. This guy ain't acting like he needs a job where he can keep drawing unemployment. Amen. He really wants a job. And he comes up and he, man, hey, y'all doing any hiring? I need a job. I got a wife and kids at the house. Is there any way you can give me a job? Well, no, nah, we, we ain't got no work. You know, we ain't got no work. You ever seen that? We, we, we really ain't got no work right now. You know, we keep in the hands we got where if a job comes up we got somebody to do the job <clears throat> and he goes home and this dude shows back up in two or three days hey man have you got a job yet you got a job for me yet 
no, we, look, look, let me, let me be a little bit plainer with this. We just keeping the hands that we've got in case we got a job that came up, but we don't have any work. All of our hands are sitting on the yard drawing pay. Is that hard for anybody here to understand? What I just said? Brother Nathaniel, you know most of the time what I do? And most people do. They get the message the second time. And they say, well, I'm not going back there. I feel like a fool. But there's this guy that really is needing something. He's got a wife and some babies he's really needing to get some food for. He ain't depending on food stamps and welfare. Amen. And about a week later, he shows up again. He ain't found him. And I don't know how many places. He's doing this way. I don't know if he's getting up in the morning, packing his lunch, and he's going out hunting a job and going to all these places and doing the same thing. And I don't know what he's doing, but I know what he does, some of them at Challenger. And this guy shows back up and he says, Man, y'all ain't got nothing yet. But because of his persistence, his, he keeps coming. And lo and behold... You got some of them at work. We had one this past week. We found out that the company puts in for the stimulus money to pay us eight weeks, 40 hours a week. We can be paid. All we got to do is show up 40 hours a week and piddle and do something. Look like we want to do something. And we're going to get paid for eight weeks for doing that. Amen. You know what happened Monday morning? A big old robust feller, looked like he could pick up a car, comes walking in, and he tells them that he's quitting. You know what he claims he's quitting for? I'm getting a job. I can make $1,200 a week moving house trailers. Come on. Y'all know anybody that makes $1,200 a week moving house? Hepping, not moving, hepping moves house trailers. And they said all it was, he didn't want to come to work. Because he'll leave at 9 o'clock in the morning. And he's got a baby and a wife. But you got that guy that was persistent. I mean, we just had this happen at our work Monday morning. Amen. And there was a guy had made contact with them. Amen. That could have signed up on unemployment. He actually could have signed up on unemployment. He got laid off in Texas. But you know what he did? He was persistent. He told him, he said, I'd like to have a job. And they called him up about two days after they talked to him. Amen. And said, look, so-and-so quit. You want a job? No work. Nothing to do. Sit around and draw for. Amen. So I believe this is kind of the way this woman was. Amen. And she kept coming. The next day she was back. She might have skipped the day, but then she came back. And she worried that judge, amen, that he got to the point, he said, look, it ain't because I fear God or regard man, said, but because her continual coming, lest she weary me, he, she said, I'm he said, I'm going to grant her petition. And the Bible said, hear what the unjust judge had to say. He said, hear what the unjust judge said. You're not going to weary God. It don't weary God for you to pray to him. But God wants you to keep believing him. Yes. Amen. No matter if it don't come today, to have that confidence in God. Man, this thing's about God. It ain't about, and I honor Brother Arnold. He's the pastor, and I love him. Amen. But this ain't about God, Brother Arnold getting glory for something happening. It's about God's power. Amen. His power to work in His people, to help them, to supply their needs, to take them through their trials and their temptations. Amen. And the Bible said, hear what 
the unjust judge said, because she kept coming. Amen. Second Kings 4 and 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. Now this was the preacher's wife. Unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And she just buried her husband. It can't get much worse than that. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. He was a righteous man. He had been storing up something in heaven already. He had been doing the right thing. And the creditor, the bill collector, is come to take unto him my two sons to become bondmen. You know, we live in a day-to-day. People say, let them come get it. Sometime ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen. But that's unrighteous unless you can't do nothing about it. I mean, you cannot just not pay your bills and be right with God. I'm talking about things that will hinder your prayers from being answered. Amen. And the Bible said that she told him, she said, look, my husband's dead. And this guy, this creditor he owed, she showed up at my house today. And he said, look, ma'am, I need the money that your husband owed me. A widow woman that wasn't on Social Security, didn't have no retirement, no 401K, nothing, two sons to finish raising by herself, and a creditor shows up and says, give me my money. How would you feel? But no doubt her husband had taught her, amen, what God could do for them. And the Bible said, that Elijah told her, he said, well, what's in your house? And she said, I ain't got nothing. I'm broke. I ain't got no food in the pantry. I ain't got no money. The only little old thing I do have is a little old bitty cruise of oil. That's it. I don't even have flour. to." She said only a little cruise of oil is all she had in the house. So I'm assuming that was it. Zero. We don't understand that in America. If we own welfare and food stamps, we live like kings do in other lands, third world countries. Amen. But the Bible says, she said, I just have this little old bitty thing of oil. He said, well, listen to what I got to say. Man, if you'll listen to the word of the Lord as it's being taught and preached. Amen. You know, I don't do this for just, and I'm not saying I don't enjoy preaching the word of the Lord. It's such a satisfying feeling to preach God's word to people. Amen. He said, go and borrow vessels, not a few, borrow a bunch of them. How big a blessing you want, how many vessels you collect. So the Bible said they went out and they gathered up her and her sons all these vessels and said, now close in yourself in your house. We ain't going to make a show of this. Amen. And said, start pouring. And the Bible said that one of her sons brought her a vessel. I need a vessel. There's a vessel. Is that mine? Can be. <laughs> I, I don't believe it was this big. This bottle of water here. I don't believe it was that big. She was broke. And it may not even be been a whole full one. But it was some kind of little old vial of oil that she had. My mind keeps going to these bottles of olive oil you buy in the store. But anyhow, she takes this bottle. She has enough confidence in what the man of God had told her. That the word, this was the word of God unto her. We got God's written word now. God Almighty gave us His word. Jesus Christ said part of it. It's in red. Read it. He actually said that. And she believed what God had spoke to the man of God. 
So she takes this vessel her son brings, and she takes this little cruise of oil. She begins to pour it. Oh, we should have to do that. Just start pouring it. You remember the little bottles kids used to get, and you turn them up, and they go empty, feeding the little baby doll, and turn them back down, and they fill back up? That's probably what that looked like. I know it's a little funny, but come on, we human. That's who we really are. We ain't big shots. Brother Than, you ever played with one of them? I did too. I played with one when I was a kid. Look at this. That's pretty cool. Man, feel like up. But she poured that water and that I mean that oil and, and it began to flow out of that little vessel into that pot. Now you imagine having a little old bottle like this and a big old pot. Three gallon pot. And she's pouring, and that thing's coming. That may not do nothing for you. It does something for me. That's a real God that hears the prayers of the righteous. There is power in prayer still today as it was in the days of Elijah. Amen. When the, she poured that oil out of that little ball. Amen. And filled that pot to the brim. And when she turned it back up, it was full again. It was no oil wasted. And the Bible said she... Give me another pot, son. I can imagine how I'd feel if I just poured a three-gallon pot full of oil out of a little old bottle and that bottle was still full. I said, give me another one, son. And she began to pour. And the Bible said that that pot began to fill up again. And when she turned that little old bottle up, it was still full. Amen. And she just kept on pouring. And she said, give me another one. And she said, Mom, it ain't no more. What? His parents is on him. Well, boy, why didn't you get more than you did? <laughs> but the Bible said that the oil stayed. And Elijah told her, he said, you take that oil and that will be a bunch of pots. But she had a debt that they was going to take her to, son. And the Bible said that he said, take those pots of oil and sell it. And said, live off of the rest. Not only did God supply the need that she asked for, amen, to deliver her sons, but He gave her what she needed to provide her needs, amen, through the rest of her famine. Amen. I'm telling you, there's power left over when God gets through. Amen. When God works a miracle for me, Brother Ralph Ward, amen, He ain't run out of a miracle. He's still got one for you too. Amen. See, the devil's fighting this good family with this cancer and stuff. And I can imagine... I fight the devil with ailments. I have to go to the Lord, go to the Lord, go to the Lord. I don't know if it's my faith or it's just a trial of my faith, what it is, but it takes, seem like, so long sometimes to get. I just have to keep asking. Keep asking. He said, hear what the unjust judge said. Because of her continual coming, she won't give up. Amen said, sell it, pay your debt, and live the rest. Yeah. Amen. Ooh. This is one of them you, you don't think you'll get through with. Amen. I'm going to try to hurry from here on where I can get this in. I want to try to say some of everything I got in the next few minutes. Amen. I was impressed about humble prayer. Being humble. I mean, God wants a humble people. He don't want people that's arrogant. I tell you what I, I tell you what you ain't gonna do. I, I just the Bible said for let the Lord fight our battles. We don't have to fight them. God if we want food with them, God'll fight them. But when we take them up, God can't fight them because we're doing it. Amen. But the Bible said that there was a woman, amen, that come to Jesus. And she had a daughter that was possessed with a devil. 
Amen. And she came to him, and she was a Gentile. She wasn't a Jew. She wasn't one of the promised. Amen. But she somehow had turned. She, the Bible says she heard about him. So somewhere she started turning her heart toward him, that he was right. And the Bible said that she came to him, and, and she besought him that he would heal her little daughter, that she, he would cast that spirit out. And the Bible said to start with, he didn't even answer a word. Amen. I if we're not careful, we can come to, to church. Don't worry, I ain't got COVID. Just don't touch my left hand. That's my snot hand. Amen. I don't want it dripping. Amen. But the Bible said he didn't answer her a word. But she didn't give up. He said, uh, it's not meat for me to take the children's bread and to give it to dogs. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you're talking about trying your spirit, checking you out. Brother Kvet, somebody tell you, said, ah, it ain't meat for me to give to a dog. What'd you call me? I tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. I'm just saying why sometimes prayers don't get answered. They're hindered. Amen. Because sometimes our spirit is not right enough to receive the things of God. I'm just being honest, folks. I've been there. I've wanted to slap the taste out of people's mouth before. Amen. Maybe you hadn't. I've had to repent before. Amen. But she looked at him in such a humble spirit. She said, yeah, Lord. I said, true. I said, but the dogs get to eat the crumbs under the table. Just if, you know, some of the crumbs that you can let fall under the table, it'll be enough for my need. And Jesus said, I'm talking about the prayer of women. It don't take a man to pray a prayer. A woman is a man too. <laughs> Amen. But the Bible said that, Jesus said, you know, because of her faith. And the Bible said that the unclean spirit left that little girl. I got to hurry. I won't never get through. Amen. <clears throat> now I'm on really metal. Amen. Husbands and wives. This is what me and my wife sh struggles with. You know, it's, it's easy to get the home out of balance. Get things messed up. And we think we all, I mean, we still kiss and go to bed at night and all that stuff. Like nothing ever happened. But the Bible said, <clears throat> number one for the man to be the head of the house. That don't mean he's a slave driver. Give me this. Give me that. Do this. Do that. Why he sits around in a recliner. That ain't what the book's saying. Amen. But, Brother Ralph, I am responsible. I've told my wife before. I said, I wished it was where the woman was the head of the house. I don't have to cross the grain no more. I can just do what's right and back you up. And Man, that would be so, so just like preaching. Man, y'all don't have to get up here and do this and make nobody mad with you. Oh, he's ignorant. He don't understand about You know, you'd be surprised what people will say to you and how they'll feel about you. Amen. But the Bible said that the man is the head of the house he is the one that's required to make a woman a living. Amen, ladies. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Sir, a woman, especially if you bring children in the world, they are dependent on you for their livelihood. I mean, it was God's makeup. It wasn't mine. 
I tell my wife, you know, I said, just like hair. I said, it don't matter to me personally. I'm not saying that I'll go along with it. I'm just saying it don't matter to me personally. If a woman cut her hair as short as mine, even on the top. <sighs> that don't make me no difference if that's the way you want to look. But that ain't the way God wants it. Amen. So a man, he has to buck against the grain sometime to keep the house in order. Amen. I never remember, forget one time, and I'm, I got 10 minutes. <laughs> I never forget one time, the first time I ever really sure enough stepped out and gave. That I can remember, really gave like that. It was all we had. The offering plate was being passed, and it was like the Lord said, give it all. I still had a wife, five children, and that was all between me and payday, and it wasn't enough. And God knowed it wasn't enough. Amen. And when that plate passed by Sister Louise Maxwell, I dropped her in there, and my wife went. She turned her head and looked at me real quick, like, "Hey, that was all we had." I just shrugged my shoulders. I'm just doing a feel, you know. And sometimes you're not going to understand the decision of your husband. Just do right and live right. Let God take care of them. He can straighten them out if they get wrong. Amen. He's done it in me before. Amen. But before the ushers sit back down, one of them ushers come back around, Sister Reba, Look, buddy, I was the one who gave the money. Hand it over. That's my blessing. That's what we'd want to do. Anyhow, she didn't. He didn't. He, he walked up to her, and he handed her an envelope, and she took it. And she opened it up, and it had double what I gave. Double, exactly double what I gave. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. God will still answer. He'll do the things we need Him to do. Amen. Amen. But she hadn't really never bucked against me for doing what I felt I should for the Lord. But there. Amen. The Bible said this. For the wife to give the husband honor as being that person, the head of the house, that has to guide the house. Now, he does tell the women this. Obey your husbands in, in, I-N, big word, the, T-H-E, Lord, L-O-R-D. If he's asking you to do wrong, no. That ain't what the Bible's saying. It said when he's a godly, righteous person, and he's trying to guide the house in the right way, you be in submission, even though you may not understand him, you just be in submission Amen. And back him. And the Bible went on to say further. He said, and men, and this is where I come short sometimes. I do not understand your thinking. I've lived with my dear wife. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love her more than anything in this world. In this world. Children, grandchildren, I love them all, but she's top. She's wonderful. That's the only word you can say for her. I live with her. I know how she is. You may see her faults sometimes, but I see the good, and it way outweighs the, the faults. Amen. But <laughs> it said for me, to give honor is her as being the weaker vessel. Sister Reba, I just don't understand her sometimes, her thinking. You know, when she's wanting to, she's been working for three or four days straight, 24 hours a day, you know, 80-something hours straight, she comes home and she wants to babysit. <laughs> Mom, you need to rest. You ain't hardly been sleeping none. And there she is with babies. We do not understand women 
We may think we do and try to and, you know, kind of halfway under, know what they're going to do and ain't going to do, but we really don't understand them. And sometimes if we're not careful, Brother Jim, we will be too hard. I will be too hard on my wife. And the Bible said your prayers will be hindered. Amen. It's easy to talk the talk. But it's a different story when you start walking the walk. Amen. Let me go on. Unforgiveness. The Bible said when you stand praying to forgive. If you don't forgive, it hinders your prayers. Amen. There's power in prayer. But we have to pray in a righteous state for God to answer those prayers. And He still answers prayers sometimes. People that don't even live for God sometimes because of their faith in God and prayer, sometimes God answers prayers for them. I don't understand it. Amen. But I do know what he said about the righteous. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that Daniel, another hindered prayer, he went to praying and fasting and I can't remember, 30 days was it later, the angel showed up, or the 14 days. Maybe 14 days, two weeks later, he'd been fasting and praying for answer from God. Angel shows up and he said, look, I'd have done been here, but evil angel hindered me. So sometime when prayer is delayed, it could, it could just be from, you know, hindrance from the, the spiritual world for it getting there. We got to hold on. God's Word said this, so this is what I'm going to hold on to. Amen. So your prayers can actually sometimes be hindered, amen, by spirits, amen, to do that. Okay. Amen. Prayer don't always stop the storm in your life. Amen. So, you know, we want it to stop. We want to, the storm's raging and Jesus to walk to the side of the ship and say, Peace be still and everything's all right and everything's good again. It don't always work that way. The Bible said that Paul and them was 14 days or 21, I can't remember right off my hand. But anyhow, it said that he prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord told him, he said, look, no man's life's going to be lost. You're going to be alright. Everything's going to be alright. Just tell him to stay with the boat. Amen. The Bible didn't say the storm quit. It got somewhere. The boat broke apart. They had to float and swim to, to land on boards and, and that kind of stuff. But God took them through it. So sometimes prayer don't stop the storm of life, but He will give you the strength and the power, amen, to go through the storm you're in. Amen. Hand closed. Sister Miranda, come on to the music. Amen. I'm going to try to shift this down. Amen. I'm doing good, I think. Got about four minutes. Amen. James 5 said, pray one for the other. Your brothers and your sisters is dependent on your prayers as a church. And there's power in their prayers. Sister there's power in your prayer for me. There's power in my prayer for y'all. I mean, just because we've been separated don't mean the prayers ain't been flowing. I mean, I'm still believing God to do something. I mean, I'm not giving up on it. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, I believe God will still do the same thing He did yesterday and way back. He's done done this before, and He'll do it again just like He said. Amen. But the Bible said that Peter was thrown in prison. The church prayed without ceasing. The Bible said they called a prayer meeting. They got serious about this thing. They was in the middle of the night still praying. And an angel of the Lord showed up in the prison, amen, smoked Peter on the side and raised him up, said, hey, let's go. His chain just fell off. The guard's still just there asleep. And he walks him out of prison. He couldn't even believe it was happening. He thought he had saw a vision. Amen. And the Bible said that when he went to the house where they were praying, amen, they couldn't believe it. This can't be happening. Wow. God will do unbelievable things if you will pray sincerely to Him. Amen. Amen. Elijah was a man just like you. The widows whose son were going to be took for bondmen were just like you. Amen. The church that prayed for Peter was just like you. 
They weren't supernatural people. They were people just like you. Amen. But the Bible said, in closing, hear what the unjust judge said. Because of her continual coming, she won't quit. She won't give up. She won't stop. She knows I'm the one that can help. And she's going to keep coming till she gets what she needs from me. So I might as well go ahead and give it to her. And Jesus said, hear what he said. Said, but I'm not that way. He said, I will answer them speedily. Though I bear with them long. When you call Even when they're Jesus, struggling to hold on to faith, to keep believing when there seems no hope. He said, I keep bearing with them. I keep urging them on. Keep on. Keep on. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Keep believing. Amen. Keep believing that you receive. Amen. That that you desire of me. Amen. All things are possible. Amen. Today, <laughs> you can and this is the foolish question. Like if you have like something so you need from God, it's just the way we do things. Jesus, mountains, Maybe I should say it, say it this way. <laughs> move heaven and earth if there's something that you've been seeking God for, Seek him again. <laughs> Sister Reba, if he don't get a miracle today, man, you talking about <laughs> when you man, on Jesus, I want God to give him a miracle. I want God to show his great and mighty power to his people and to the world. Like eagles, child and I don't have to pray the prayer of faith. I don't need no glory. It's all God. All we need is a miracle from God. Amen. But if you need something from God you've been seeking God for, go to Him one more time today. And say, Lord, He said if I just keep coming, Amen. That you'll do what you said. So I'm just going to keep coming until it happens. It don't matter to God what it is. <laughs> it can be a headache. It can be a stroke. It can be heart problems. It can be cancer. <laughs> it's not hard for God. It's hard for us to keep coming. Amen. I hope I've said something that encouraged your faith today. But in closing, I'll say this. There's still power in prayer. God bless you.